Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Striving for mediocrity in a world of excellence, this is The Chaser Report. Hello and welcome to The Chaser Report. It is Wednesday the 3rd of August. We have Charles Firth, Dom Knight and Chris Taylor are still here. <laughs> Yesterday's podcast promised politics at some point. We didn't quite get to it. There was lots of fruit and vegetable themed discussion. But today, I think we should look at what happened you know, a couple of days ago now, <laughs> which is that Anthony Albanese has had the best news poll for a new PM since the start of news polls. Oh, really? 61% approval. Uh, yeah, you can imagine how much it hurt the Australian to have to write that. Mm. Albo had had the strongest start ever. Was their pie chart, did they still have 61% as the minority? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think they probably yeah. did. Mm. Um, now... Uh, was Hawkey? Hawkey was pretty high, I thought. Well, they may not have had news poll back then, but it's, it's really about the notion of first cab out of the rank. Normally, there's buyer's remorse, right? Normally, you have a PM like with Kevin Rudd, very yeah, popular, immediate. until he started being PM and saying, right. "Okay, guys, ice vovos," and then everyone went, "Oh no, what have we done?" Yeah, it, well, it was the election night speech. That, yeah, it was. Uh, yes, that ruined his prime ministership. <laughs> yeah, right. One second into winning, I thought it might. It, I don't think it was news poll. It might have been the essential poll. Mm. They did have Albo take a bit of a dip. Um, you know when there was all that ridiculous conjecture about him being overseas a bit too much yes. during the floods? And I think it was the Guardian essential poll sort of did have him take a little bit of a, a dip. Was but it from 99% to 97% <laughs> <laughs> in the Guardian Guardian well, readers? But, yeah, and – but the, I mean, not, not really surprising given, um, you know, still very much in the honeymoon period – and doing a lot of sort of aspirational sort of, mm. you know, it's a lot of fixing diplomacy. It's the vo- voice, you know, promising a referendum for a, an Indigenous voice to Parliament. The more interesting <laughs> stat is what Dutton's polling is. Have you got that, Dom? I want to get on to Dutton, but before we do, I want to, like, my theory with Albo jumping up so high is that no one knew who he was. I actually, because he got the lowest Labor vote in a very long time. Mm. I think a lot of Australians post-election have gone, Oh, this Prime Minister bloke seems all right. They've never heard of Albo before. But I think also... And he seems all right. It was that the Libs and actually most of the press, like the Murdoch press, was so histrionic. Like, the world will collapse yeah. if you elect Labor. It won't be easy. That sudden, <laughs> It won't be easy under Albanese. And suddenly it's like, oh, it's exactly the same, except we're not embarrassed by our Prime Minister each day. I, I wonder if it's that. So it's not necessarily a massive vote of confidence in mm. Albo, even though it's partly that, clearly. Mm. But it's, oh, I forgot what just normal, normal politics or functional politics yes. looks like. It's not like the shit show every day Competent of government. blame shifting yes. or a new scandal about pork barrelling. It's mm. sort of, oh, it's people on the f- not doing cheap political point scoring mm. against their... Governing. Yeah, <laughs> governing. Governing. A novel yeah. idea for a government, but yeah, they've, they've, yeah. they've been governing. Yes. And... and with an eye as much on international relations as domestic politics, mm. and which I think Australians, having just gone through the biggest global event any of us will ever go through mm. in the pandemic, realise that we are part of a world. We're not the insular politics that Morrison tried to create because he was mm. on sure a footing there. 
Albo's sort of, you know, getting back out on the world stage and Penny Wong's doing, you know, great work there. But hang on, is she though? Because the, the amazing thing about Penny Wong is that all she seems to need to do is actually just turn up <laughs> and have a cup of tea. It's extraordinary. Like, no, no, but, but so this is the thing. My dad, it's very impressive. My dad is an expert in uh, Pacific politics, right? Right. And he, said, he reckons that the, the key thing to be an Australian leader visiting a Pacific nation is simply to know the names of the right. people that you're wow. visiting. And How low must the bar have been? And and actually, apparently, <laughs> no. Julia Julie Bishop did. She'd be she, great. At she it. would do on the plane. She'd learn all the names, yep. and she was actually quite good at it. But then after Julie Bishop was Maurice Payne, right? Apparently, she never once, like, she did not learn anyone's name. She would hop off and, and she would also what? have these huge security details. So, aren't they just staffers whose job it is? You know, like the Tony Hale mm. character in Veep. They, oh, they yes, literally whisper in, whisper in yeah. the yeah. correct, not only the name, but the correct pronunciation. Mm. Surely no. she'd have someone no. like that. No. And, well, the Pacific leaders didn't have anyone either, but as mm. soon as they started talking to her, they just went, oh, pain. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and um, it was all fun. No, but like, no, so the bureaucrats w- would do a briefing paper. She'd never read the briefing paper. So, wow. and, and if, if but, true, if true. That's um, what I'm thinking. The bar must have been, I mean, no disrespect to Penny Wong, but she could probably have handled a far more complicated situation. Mm. But it seemed as though but, but the, upon touching down mm. and shaking your hand, it was like, well, we're back with Australia but, again. That's all we want. Because wanted. the other thing is, so Maurice Payne would require a huge entourage and right. a whole lot of security detail and be all like, we've got to keep everyone from touching her. She's the minister. And Penny Wong just literally would rock up with her and one advisor yeah. and do the whole handshake everyone who came up to her. And that was also seen as like, oh, my God. She, yeah. So she, humble. Yeah, she's so humble and just wants to be, you know, like. Someone told me I had a really interesting dinner with someone who was formerly in the New Zealand government. And New Zealand is the only country, and I, I think this is true even to this day. I might be wrong. Fact check me if not. But at the time I was having this conversation, they were the only country ever to secure a free trade agreement with China. No one else could ever get one. Mm. And the reason he believed they got it was sort of that he rocked up alone. He didn't have any entourage. Very Kiwi. He's sort of yeah. just with an esky maybe. Yeah. And, and a chili bin. He bought a chili, chili bin. bin with chili him, bin. Yeah. Chili bin. Yeah. And it wasn't sort of this chess game of, you know, trying to out. It was just very humble, going, oh, we've got this, you've we've, got that. We've got milk. Uh, yeah, you, yeah. <laughs> we've, got, we've got wool. Yeah, chili We've got some wool. We've got some wool and, and some chili just, And they were just sort you of... You've got cheap shit. <laughs> it just felt like they weren't trying to bullshit them. Mm. So China said, oh, they seem trustworthy. And, yeah. like, and, and they got the deal that no one else could get. So I, oh, there is something to that. I wonder mm. if, you know, a lot of sort of... Brinkmanship is now a bit dick swingy. Yes, um, and it's that's not a good strategy. Maybe it mm. should just be literally sitting down. Maybe they should never take place in opulent lounge rooms. It, they should just go to the local dive bar. Yeah, you just know, go to the dive bar. Order, you know, well, order a couple of crownies and just have a chat. Well, this is this is the other thing that Penny Wong was quite extraordinary in doing is because remember, like she kept on hopping on the plane the first few weeks. Yeah, she went back over and over and, again. And, and frequent fly points would be amazing yeah, right now. Be pretty good. She but might she, actually she, know the name genuinely yeah, by now. She's the only person that Qantas has actually successfully <laughs> transported for the last six months. But she also went to Malaysia, right? And instead of going to like Kuala Lumpur or where you know like that. She went to the place where her family originally comes from in yeah. Malaysia. So I think it's right. Kinabalu or something. Yeah, Kinabalu. Yeah. And apparently that's a whole thing in Malaysia. Like, 
you know, the whole because there's, there's quite a large di- Malaysian diaspora all around the world, and the whole idea of going back to where you originally come from, to our old school, or yeah, something, didn't you? yeah, was, it's very, was, very sweet. and it just rocketed around Malaysia as, oh my gosh, she's one of us, you right. know, she, you know, like. She knows how we, yeah, right. what we value and stuff like that, and, and played it really well. And yet, when Scomo was over in England and went to a, oh, yes. an old cemetery or a church, <laughs> looking up his family tree, yeah. that wasn't received the same way. No, that was seen as a rort. How <laughs> dare the guy on our dime be looking up family history? <laughs> yeah, so it's yeah. I mean, sort yeah. of the same thing. Yeah, you're right. And yet, yeah. different cultural responses to the same incident. So we actually, I was just checking. We actually, because I thought we did. We've got a free trade agreement with China, but probably got it much later than New Zealand. Oh, we do have I'm just wondering, it mustn't be worth very much given the amount of shit we've been through in that relationship over the past few years. Like, we do still have a free trade agreement, but yet we don't trade well, with we, China much at all. They, they announced just last week that uh, they're going to start buying our coal again. So, well done, we've got that. That's a that's an achievement yeah, for right. the Labor that we get to pollute the world. So, a bit you asked more. about Dutton's numbers, and interestingly, preferred PM, he's dropped 17 points versus Morrison. Wow, wow. So, he's so more Albo's, unpo- Albo's 59, Dutton's 25, yeah. and unsurprisingly, a lot of people are like, neither, thank you very much. Imagine um, being more unpopular than Morrison. Du- during your honeymoon. Like, we all assumed he'd yeah. get to that figure, <laughs> but he's there already. Yeah, yeah. No, um, it's quite extraordinary. That's, so yeah. Dutto's twen- 20, the 25% man is, is Dutton's position now. Okay, and so how many, you know, remember the old parlance of Turnbull? Yeah, and yeah. Abbott. How many news, how many polls, news polls can you be? What, well, how how long do you learn. give Dutton if he stays at twenty in the twenties for thirty well, news polls in a row? But won't they? Won't it just be like they will definitely replace him about six months out from the next election? Mm. Like that's that's his job. He's the Brendan Nelson in this situation. Yeah. he's the sacrificial potato. Yeah, um, <laughs> but I must say, I, I do Maybe. feel I want to stick up for Peter Dutton a little bit, right? Because I've been. Th- I mean, think. Thing about Peter Dutton is, mm. if you hate him, hate him. Don't hate him because he looks scary. No. Don't hate him because he's bald. Don't yes. hate him because he's a bit tubby. Because I've got to say, as time goes on, he and I are bearing an increasing <laughs> resemblance, <laughs> and it troubles me when enormously. I, when I arrived today, I thought, oh, Peter Dutton's the guest in the yeah. podcast. <laughs> yeah, I admittedly, I'd never achieved twenty five percent popularity. <laughs> <Yeah>. But <laughs> hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The Chaser Report. Less news, less often. What would you do as a strategy if you were Peter Dutton? How would you claw back that lost support? Gee, that's a good question. I mean, realistically, Albo's not going to stay at the numbers he's at. There is obviously a bit of a post-election bump. Um, hmm. We were all very confident that you know in six months' time there will start to be some hmm. trips in the in the government, as all governments experience. It's just impossible I mean, to ask, be perfect ask, as a government. Ask Dominic Perrottet, the New South Wales Premier, about that. <laughs> so, uh, 
his his best strategy in a way is to Stephen Bradbury and just wait for yes, Albo to yes. sort of trip. Um, but that's not that's sort of a poor answer. What you yeah. if you were strategizing? Do you think he needs a new rhyme for Albanese? Oh, ah, oh. like because you'll feel queasy. Yeah, oh, you feel that's under, good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, no. I'm trying. Okay. All the other ones that came to mind were were yeah. bad Slizzy. puns on Italian things. So yeah. Yeah. no, but I mean the thing that he the thing that Albo did actually now we can say we know that the Abbott approach worked back then. Yes, but the, but, but the Albo approach worked really well, which was to choose specific things to disagree with and to wave a lot of things through. Whereas day one in the parliament, he's going, "Oh, building unions! You can't tell me that the ordinary Australian gives a shit about the AB." Double C, no. right? Like that, it was a very strange attack. Out well, the, of the one um, the, the day we're recording this uh, in Parliament during Question Time today, the the line of attack from Dutton is all about cost of living mm. and f- the fuel excise, mm. which is interesting territory. Given there's a, obviously a very strong argument to be made that the previous government set in train uh, the inflation that you know the country is experiencing at the moment. But again, if you were advising him, you'd say Albo can't keep saying. The previous government caused this for much longer. He's I think got about six you're allowed months. to do that for about six, about six months, months. Six months yeah, max. Yeah. It partly because it just gets it, you look weak as a leader if you're just constantly mm. blaming, you know, your predecessor for everything that's going wrong. But also, it'll just you know be, become a bit boy you cried wolf sort mm. of it, it fall on deaf ears. So I think what Dutton will try to do is create, like in a way. He's been given a gift because the economy that mm. um, the government's inherited is so bad and getting worse. Mm. Like, interest rates are only going to climb. Inflation is not going down anytime soon. Mm. So he can really... The the old the myth that yes. Labor's terrible at managing the economy, which yes. is sort of wrong, is finally possibly going to be yes. spun to be true because the economy is about to be as bad as it was back under the Keating days in terms of high mm. interest rates and stuff. Yes, so he could be the he could be the John Houston. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow, <laughs> Houston, I'd love that analogy. <laughs> this um this podcast might have been more relatable when we were talking about lettuce, but anyway, um no, look, it's it is interesting to to think of what he would do. I mean, I I wouldn't bother doing much for the first few months. It's get your well, team together. He, he just he went on be. a long holiday. Dutton yeah. only just came back, like. His numbers plummeted even while he was that, that's, away. That's weird because normally you go up when you're not around. Like, yeah, yeah. Like well, yeah. Particularly in Dutton's case, I think the less he says, the, the better he'll go. Yeah. So this is, probably is his honeymoon. <laughs> this Maybe. Is as good as it gets. Do you think he can get in the teams? <laughs> yeah, that's right. What's the lowest anyone like, – like, I guess Billy McMahon, they weren't polling the way we were no, now. No, but he would have to be down there. Down there. Oh, that's as bad as I've ever 25% seen. 25% is pretty, pretty terrible, yeah, yeah. The thing they've both got going for them is, I guess, who are the alternatives? In Dutton's case, I was reading Peter Van Onselen, which I occasionally do, you know, mm-hmm. just to find out what the other half thinks. And he was making the point there's there's almost no all the all the likable oh, people got in the coalition or in the Senate. Out. So all the all the the more popular you Josh Frydenbergs and so on who might have challenged are all out. They're and the people the, the moderates who actually might actually want to bump Dutton off are all in the Senate, so can't. Except Bridget Archer. Who is the moderate who always throws across the floor? And now she keep on voting against the Liberal Party. Wouldn't yeah. that be a problem as a le- as the leader of the Liberal Party? But wouldn't that be if you kept on? Just but, but but what a great brand <laughs> to boost your numbers! Yeah. I will lead and position. I'll do everything yeah. that the Liberal Party doesn't, doesn't want, want me to. to yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd vote for it. Yeah, I, would too. I mean that's how Barnaby Joyce became national leader. Sort of wasn't it? 
Turnbull promised to do and didn't. Yes. Like we, yes. we all liked Turnbull because we said, oh no, because he's statesmanlike and he's got he's the views. change everything around. But he just never yeah. actually crossed the floor yeah. to vote against the appalling policies of the coalition. Whereas Bridget Archer will. Yes. I'd love of her to be the leader of the party and be the only person as leader who crosses the floor yes. and none of the people under her <laughs> follow. That would be very entertaining. And I guess that the other thing is the 61%, I mean, this record figure for Albo, Albo yeah. this means that it'll be another couple of weeks before the first challenge, right? Doesn't it? Doesn't it buy yeah, a little this, bit of security? Oh, yes. This mm. buys Albo an extra couple of weeks. So yeah. yeah. I, I think if you're Tanya Plibersek, you're going, oh, look, wait yeah. till October. <laughs> <laughs> Although under the new rules, they can't, can they? Isn't, isn't there? Yeah, no. It's, it's, he's, it's very he's, hard to dump it underperforming pen. Yeah, this, is the, this is the Rudd poison pill that he put in. Well, it was actually Albo who came up with this poison pill. Was it really? Yes, it was. Uh, during the rem- what, I don't know if you rule? remember, but... When they first knocked off Rudd, remember how Rudd was elected in 2007 yeah. Yeah. with this thumping majority, and then in the first term, yes. Gillard turned around and knocked yeah, yeah, Rudd yeah. off, right? Via the faceless and man. With, as, and as soon as this news poll dropped, really. And Anthony Albanese stood essentially alone, unique, on the left and went, I, in good conscience, I cannot um, vote against Rudd as a Prime Minister in the first term. Like, mm. this is not... This will come back to bite us, right? And, and he was right. And he was right, and it turned out to be very prescient. And then when all those things happened late in the Gillard term where Rudd was really trying to... When, when Rudd make, yeah. proved that it was wrong to get rid of Prime yeah. Ministers in their first term by doing exactly the same thing. Um, <laughs> Anthony Albanese came in and said, well, actually, let's set up some rules that mean right. that this never happens again and use that sort of sentiment of, yes, we really stuffed up before to actually put in this thing, which he is now the, you know, recipient and, and of this the is advantage the, of. The one line in Albo's CV that he never talked about uh, before <laughs> he got elected Prime Minister was that he was Deputy PM to Rudd the second time Rudd was in. Yes, No one ever right. remembers that. Yeah, Albo, right. for a few months, was the he second was most powerful man in the country. So if you're Bill Shorten or, or Tanya Plibersek now mm. and you have aspirations to lead the party, what? how do you go about that under the new rules? You you wait. You wait till Albo is either elected out or resigned. Has he got a There lose, must be a, an election. No, surely so there's, there's a little, a, in case of emergency, here's yeah. a knife behind the glass. In case of Boris Johnson. Yeah, so, yeah what are those... <laughs> Is it like a three quarters or something? It's a higher bar, I think. It's a it? higher bar. The, the the only thing is that to get rid of that higher bar would just require a vote of the majority. Oh, right? so that's what happened in the, that's the what Conservatives. With yeah, the yeah, co- yeah, coalition, yeah. yeah. So, or the, so yeah. you change the rules. The UK, you change yeah. the rules before you change bar, Yeah, you have to be removed by a vote of just the majority. Oh, that's yeah. not quite so safe, is it? So, so it's not entirely safe, but even just doing that, like, like there's just... Because there's that extra layer of complexity, it sort of places a, sl- a slightly higher bar on the whole argy-budgy. But, yes, if things got really bad, yeah. they would just jettison all those rules. Do you think we're the only media <laughs> show or outlet yeah. that after this result that Albo's just recorded is already talking about, about how a leadership spill? Yeah. <laughs> like, that's like that. You remember on election yeah. night? Um, on the ABC's coverage where Lee Sales asked Tanya Plibersek, where did Labor go wrong? And yeah. Tanya just sort of did a double take and go, uh, the numbers I'm looking at, I don't think we went wrong. <laughs> wrong I think yeah. we're winning this election. And it was, I think we're doing the, we're doing a Lee Sales. We're currently going, Albo's <laughs> just got a 61% approval rating and we're talking about how Plibersek can knock him off. Well, that's because uh, the way Labor works is the things going well are just a temporary illusion. Right, because mm. they, they're still Labor. 
They're also not comfortable with things going well. No. They're at their best they're when they're on the back foot, when, mm. you know, they're in the doldrums. They're, yeah, they're, it doesn't sit naturally with them to be competent or to be popular. There'll be someone in Sussex Street going, well, this elbow guy's doing well. I reckon you could just immediately transfer those same positive numbers to my guy. Yeah. The, the question that I have or is, do you remember under Rudd and then Gillard, one of the most hilarious sort of subplots was all those corrupt union officials who would have, you know, credit cards yes. that they then actual, used to buy brown brothel paper bags with Oh, cash. Craig, uh, Craig Thompson, Thompson. The credit card. All mm. those people. The whole health union. Yeah, Kathy yeah. Jackson. Johnson, Jackson. Mm. Jackson. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There doesn't seem to be any subplot like that. Yet. 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 Okay. No, because the union movement, I'm sure, so is entirely... So they've learnt from those mistakes <laughs> and they've put in processes and probity to make sure that there won't be any corrupt yeah. union officials ever again. <laughs> So impatient, Charles. For <laughs> like, give them another month. There'll be corruption. Yeah, okay. There'll be, you know. Well, <laughs> they need corruption because they're, they're going to set up a whole new commission. For I know. Them, so. It'd be embarrassing to set it up and then not do any corruption. And that is the history of those sorts of royal oh, yeah. commissions and, and is that actually the government that sets it up then always gets the, done. You know, done for it. The Nick Griner yeah. thing. Yeah. Well, and also, like, even... Um, I mean, Remember the Andrews is now having the, issues with the one in Victoria. Yeah. And the Union Royal Commission oh, – no, no, it was the Superannuation Royal Commission early on in the coalition government's thing – netted all the commercial retail funds, which they were trying to protect, mm. and oh, and all the union funds were fine. It turned out to be really good value. But I must <laughs> say, to, to, to Albo's credit, the thing that he's doing that I think is very impressive and very wise, you're saying to everyone, don't waste your time. Get on with it. Crack on with it. Let's not rest on our laurels. Get things done because yeah. you never know when you'll be out of I office. I loved that. In his case, it may be weeks. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but good on him for actually trying to have a legacy with, you know, week was, by week. It was the Australian Parliament version of Dead Poet Society with you yeah. know, the Carpe Diem speech that Robin Williams gave in that film of, you know, you're not here for very long, so make it last where you are. I loved a very working class sort of elbow version of that going, yeah, like you probably will be knifed tomorrow or lose in the next election, so make it count. It's a, it was sort of, uh, yeah, it was a bit Coach Taylor from Friday Night Lights. I really liked mm. that, yeah. And knowing Labor, you won't <laughs> have talked over. So <laughs> enjoy it while it lasts, Albert. Our Gears from Road, we're part of the ACAST Creator Network. Catch you tomorrow. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.